Welcome back to DCOM Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. I'm Elizabeth. If we seem less energetic this week, it's because it's 10.51 and we both have work tomorrow. And it's I'm a Monday. Been, we both I'm, have had very long, hard days, but we are consistent and we stay on schedule. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. So, this week we watched <laughs> Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. Before we jump into this, I want to mention something from last week. Um, so, Kimberly J. Brown, the Marnie of our hearts, um, she has a Halloween Town Etsy store. I saw that, and it was so funny because actually our roommate Maddie sent me a link while I was at work after we had after we had recorded the Halloween Town, and somebody had posted this like just picture, and it was like Marnie is married to the guy she dates in Halloween Town Two. Spoilers, but oh, I didn't know that. But that's not true. They're no. dating in real life, but they're not married. So because no. Maddie sent it to me, and she's like, "Is this real?" And I was like, "I'm pretty sure she's not married," but I checked it, and they are dating. So mm. oh well. Halloween Town, she really just embraces it, and I love that for her. Yeah, I mean, it's fun, and I don't think that she ever was just like, I don't think she was ever like, I don't want to do this anymore. No. I mean, she, I don't yeah. know about Sarah Paxson, so never mind. I'll say <laughs> that for sure, but. <laughs> anyway, back to the current Well, movie. We'll get to that when we get to return to Halloween Town. <laughs> so, Xenon Girl of the 21st Century came out in 1999. It's the first movie of 1999. Yes. Um, it stars Kirsten Storms as Xenon. Um, I looked up any other notable things from her career. She mostly does soap operas. She's been on, like, I think, like two different soap operas for the past, like, 20 years, I think. That's not surprising. She um, was Bonnie and Kim Possible. Yeah, I was just about to say that. She's Bonnie and Kim Possible. Yeah, and also, was she in Seventh Heaven? Yes, she was! <laughs> she, like, she was one of Simon's classmates, and I'm pretty sure they dated for a while, but I didn't do extensive research because I've been busy. Uh, this movie also stars Raven, no last name, well, her last name's Simone, but Raven, um, and I was trying to look up what she does now, but it's mostly just Raven's home, which, good for her, mm-hmm. you know, besides, um, talking with her foot in her mouth, but. <laughs> I mean, we all know of Raven's acting career, I feel like, her early acting career. Right, yeah. right, like Cosby Show, uh, That's a Raven. Even the one that was on ABC Family, where she, like, killed a man. The Bridesmaids one. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> oh, I have a hair in my mouth. <laughs> that was a Cheyenne from Reba. Oh, okay. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, uh, there's, Oh, yeah, Cheetah Girls, duh. We'll get to that. Um, wait, I also didn't I didn't say who she was in 7th Heaven. So Kirsten Storm was Laura Cummings in 7th Heaven, and she's like a scandalous character because she invites Simon to a makeout party. Oh. And the older brother of Simon and like the kid who he's friends with, who's also a preacher's son, they know it and it's like a makeout party, and they just are like, Yeah, it's fine, like go to your makeout party or whatever. <laughs> it's it's a weird the whole obviously, okay. Anyway, do you have anybody else? Um, yes. Yeah, so, Mr. Lutz, um, he was, <laughs> he worked in the accounting office in Parks and Rec, the one that <laughs> Ben, he, was, he wasn't the main guy who's like, Ben! He was like his assistant. <laughs> he would always be the one who's like, like, hey, hear this joke that Ben just made. And then he would tell them a joke and then they would both like laugh hysterically. Um, <laughs> Commander Plank, uh, if he looks familiar, he was just in a bunch of other Disney Channel shows, like, I guess spot here and there. Um, Andrew, the, uh, the tech kid, he was X-Ray from Holes, the kid with the glasses and the bandana around his head. Wait. Oh my god, no wonder he looks so familiar! <laughs> I didn't even go that far into it because it was already late when I, like, finished watching it. Well, you have been going, like, really deep into these characters, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should be doing this too. <laughs> I mostly do that whenever I'm looking for if they were in Seven or not, but yeah. Um, and the last one, Greg, he doesn't really act anymore, but he directed three episodes of Riverdale. <laughs> 
my god. Not the first season. Not no. the first season. Oh. Well, I have a little info on Gregory Smith. He looked really familiar to me, and I was like, he must have been in something else. The only like notable other thing on his on his IMDb page was he was Calvin and the original A Wrinkle in Time movie. And I remember that because our teacher showed it to us in like sixth grade after we read it. And she cut it off before the end where they like kiss. <laughs> and I was sick the day that we watched like the end part of it. So she let me watch it like during like the end of the day one day. And she like wasn't there to pause it. So I like saw it. And I was like, oh yeah, like did you guys see that end part? And they were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, like when they kiss. And What's like, so scandalous what? about that? <laughs> I don't know. Aren't they like children? They were like 13. I don't know. We were like 13. Don't kiss. No kissing. Um, so before we start, I wanted to give a little, um, plot background. Uh, just an FYI, this takes place in the year 2049, yes. and Xenon was born in 2036. So that means we are 17 years away from Xenon's birth. Yeah. Uh, that's scary. Don't say that. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm going to be alive in 2049. <laughs> yes, you will. Shut up. Okay, so we begin the movie. <laughs> we open up on uh, this robot and a creepy-ass doll yeah. and a blacklit room. The first thing we see is a terrifying Xenon doll. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I did not remember that. <laughs> well, we see her room. It's, like, all decked out, and we see her protozoa poster. Right. It's very... Um, it, we could, like, do a whole, like, other podcast about, like, the set design and, like, the fashion. Oh, my God. Like, oh. just, like, taking, like, so much to explain <laughs> it all. I assume that, like... Everyone has seen this movie. If you haven't, just look at the outfits. I mean, the set design is harder, but yeah, you get, you get the gist. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so then the an alarm goes off, and we see a girl talking to a camera, and she's like, "I don't know what she says. I didn't write it down." <laughs> well, it's her da- data zap. Your personal memo minder, Windcom, is what her little like screen says, <laughs> and she like wakes up, and she's like, "It's gonna be a morning." She says, "Morning, morning glorious." <laughs> And she's like, it's going to be a great day. You look great. You're amazing. Wake up. And then, she's like, don't oversleep again. Yeah. And she like keeps talking to herself. And she's like, I bet you thought that this was really clever last night. And now you're hating it. Which like, honestly, same. When I set my alarms and I wake up, I'm like, Kelly, fuck you. I woke up at six this morning and I didn't get in until 730 because I hit my alarm so many times. It takes me 20 minutes to get to work. Uh, it's not good. Um, so this is happening. Uh, we see two parents in the kitchen, and they're talking about molecular data. And they're like, hey, where is Xenon for breakfast? Mm-hmm. Um, so Xenon, who is the girl who's in the video, uh, she wakes up in a sudden. She says, Zetus Lapidus, how'd I get to be so late? Um, first, hold on. Just off, right off the bat, her catchphrase, Zetus Lapidus, I had the captions on. I was watching this on Amazon Prime. They spelled it with a C. Yeah, what's that? It's you a know. Z. No, it's Zetus Lapidus. Yeah. That was messed up. So just, you know, no one interacts with us. But if you ever want to, let us know. Is it Cetus, C-E-T-U-S, or Zetus, Z-E-T-U-S? That just sounds like a centipede. No, it's messed up. So it's Zetus Lapidus. Whoever does the closed captioning at Amazon Prime, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, uh, so it's 745. She needs to be um, in school by 8. Uh, and we still see this video of Xenon talking to herself. Um, and then we see her opening the blinds of her window and um, we get a view of the Earth from outer space. And at this point... The camera zooms out from the window, and we see this uh, giant rotating space station in space, and 
This is where Xenon lives. Um, also, it's horrible. The graphics are so bad. It looks like a cartoon. Girl, it's, it's 1999. I know, but it's so bad. <laughs> like, I know. What are you expecting? But, like, oh my, it looks like a CD-ROM game. Like, if you were playing a CD-ROM game of, like, Star Trek or something, that's what it would look like. <laughs> okay, so then Xenon hurries her way through a crowded hallway for breakfast from the, what we assume to be a dining hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's trying to rush to class, but all the doors that she needs to go through keep moving. Oh, wait, wait. We skipped or keep an closing. Important, we skipped an important scene. Sorry, I was not paying attention to where we were. So whenever Xenon looks out the window, or in the video, she says, you have one thing to be thankful for. At least you don't live down there. Right. That's when she looks at the Earth. So there's so some- we can already tell that Xenon is not a fan of the Earth, and honestly, I don't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, then she goes, and she's going to try and get her breakfast. Uh, and then she runs into uh, what seems to be the commander of the whole space station. She says, morning, glorious. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then again, she um, he kind of seems like a little like tense with her. We can tell that they don't have the best relationship. <laughs> well, yeah, from all of the context, we know that she's late a lot. And so this is right. probably not the first time this has happened. Right. And she keeps moving. The hallway is blocked because this entire space station is just one giant hallway. Um, and all of the adults have to get to their work in the morning. Mm-hmm. So the hallway is blocked. So she, like, climbs a ladder, like, through a vent and then rolls a cart down an aisle into class. <laughs> And everyone's just like, oh, Xenon. Because they know everyone who lives there. I mean, right. it's not that big, but. Um, so that, this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. We, <laughs> Xenon walks into class and their hologram teacher is talking in the middle of the room. They're like at this like circular table and then a hologram teacher is in the front. And the hologram teacher is teaching them about President Chelsea Clinton's accomplishments, <laughs> which I love so much. I can't believe, I mean, I guess like the Clintons back then, I don't know what was going Bill on. Bill was still me. president. Well, I know, but 1999, he wasn't like scandalous yet. I don't know when it happened. It, it, it had to have been before, but, like, I can't believe that they had a president, because wasn't he a Democrat? Yeah. In the 90s? <laughs> Endorsing a woman president? Daughter of a Democrat? What is that? Disney was taking some real big leaps. <laughs> I have some interesting facts about a different one that is not that, but anyway. Sorry, go on. Um, so, yeah, so she gets to class, and she sits down by Raven. Her name in this movie is Nebula. Nebula. <laughs> otherwise known as Neb. Um, okay, I would just like to say, uh, oh wait, hold on, we'll get, we'll go to this later. I'll bring it up later. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so there, her teacher is talking about President Chelsea Clinton and how she is all about the environment and wants to grow, uh, food that can be eaten in the ocean. Yeah, I mean, okay, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You go, girl. (laughs) I think in that future, there's not so much plastic in the ocean, but. Trash island disappeared. (laughs) Um, so while Xenon is in class, she's not paying attention, she goes on this, like, celebrity gossip site, and she learns that her favorite band, Microbe, will be the first group to perform in space. Do you remember, like, a few years ago, whenever Lady Gaga was supposed to perform the first concert in space? No. Was, it was that real? <laughs> I mean, it never happened, but <laughs> there was, like, I don't know, she was like, I'm gonna be the first person to perform in space this year, and it never happened. <laughs> yeah, well, so Xenon's in class, and she, like, slips this, like, little thing into her ear. It's literally an AirPod. <laughs> Apple, you ain't slick. You just rewatch Xenon, and you're like, why don't we have cordless headphones? That's a good idea. So, yeah. She I mean, they me. also, like, kind of stole FaceTime, too. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> With Zenon their, um, is revolutionary. Data, what's, what's it called? Data, data Zap. Zap. I don't know. <laughs> I, I have it written. Data Zap, I think, is right. 
yeah, data zap. Yeah, so she hears that protozoa, and, well, micro protozoa is the main is guy. the main singer. We don't hear about any of the other people ever. No, it's, um, it's just protozoa. <laughs> Good to know nothing changes. <laughs> yeah, and so she screams, and her teacher, like, turns and looks yeah, at her. Yeah, so, like, the hologram teacher, like, notices her in class. This is, like, a two-way communication, because, like, normally, I guess when we see holograms, it's just a thing that's um, shown in front of us. It's not really, like... They can't really... I mean, I don't know how holograms work. Yeah. I've never seen a 3D hologram, so I can't say for sure. But. Anyway, well, I've never seen, like, a two-way communication hologram. So, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so our teacher turns around, and he's like, Would you mind telling me what's so important? And then... Hold on, we're just... She's just like, well, history is so fascinating. Yeah, she just gives him some, like, bullshit answer, and he's just like, Okay. He just, like, accepts it. We've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) Or you're not paying attention, and they're like, can you tell me what I just said? And you're like, ugh. My favorite thing was, like, to make it look like I wasn't paying attention, and then what they would ask me, and they'd be like, this is what you said, bitch. (laughs) So... Um, so then Xenon and Nebula exit class, and they're in the hallway, and she's like, oh my gosh, Zetus Lapidus. Uh, big news major. You're going to Nova. No. Supernova guaranteed. <laughs> what does Nova mean? Is oh, that su- a verb? A supernova is whenever a star explodes. I, you're gonna Nova. <laughs> I know this because I took intro to astronomy so my freshman year of college. So what is a Nova? What's smaller than a star? I don't know. No one talks about a Nova. Just talk about a supernova. <laughs> Nova's just the name of children nowadays. All babies <laughs> yeah. are born. <laughs> They're all named Nova. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> um, so then we cut to Xenon and Nebula and a couple of their classmates in the cafeteria. And, of course, the stupid boys are like, microbes, like, not even good. Why do you even care? And Xenon is like, okay, well, get this. They're having a contest what are you doing? I need this pen. I wrote down a quote. Me too. Oh my God. I wonder if it's the same one. (laughs) Um, So Xenon says that Microbe is actually having a contest and the winner gets to dance on stage with Protozoa. And they're like, who is going to win? So at this point, Commander Plank, who's the commander of the ship, he walks like on this like stage in the cafeteria. (coughs) Excuse me. Which is, like, I guess they're, like, um, assembly hall. It doubles as that as well. well I mean, every, it's a space station. Everyone lives there. Or everyone eats there, apparently, all the right. same time. I mean, it's a small space. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta have double Space uses. is super small. There's not a lot of room out That's, there. like, what our high school was. Like, our gym <laughs> function is everything. A church, a performance, a basketball. <laughs> everything. Um, so... Uh, Commander Plank says the owner of their parent company, Windcom, will be visiting Friday. And this is the first time that I realized that this whole space station is owned by a private corporation. This isn't, like, government-funded or mandated. This is, like, the fucking, like, this guy is fucking Elon Musk of 2049. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I don't know if I support this anymore. Well, yeah, so their space station is 27 years old, we find out, and we find out it's not been a good year on their space station. There's been things, like, falling apart left and right, and just, it's pretty old, so they need to make sure that they impress him when he comes to make sure he renews the charter, and, like, everything is all so good all the go. adults, all the adults are there, basically, to do research, mm-hmm. and all the kids are there because they were, like, basically like, taken along with their parents. Yeah, and so earlier in the movie, whenever we first meet Xenon's parents, they're talking about, like, molecular blah 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 blah, blah and it kind of seems like they're trying to come up with a cure for cancer at least like leukemia because they talk about like oh his bone marrow and they briefly mention it um later 
Uh, I don't know when. I, oh, I think they were talking to Xenon about how important it is that they stay here. Because mm-hmm. they needed, like, I don't know, a zero-gravity chamber for yeah. their, like, bone marrow research. Yeah. So they're doing important research, not just, like, weird research. Right. So whenever Commander Plank is like, guys, we have to be, like, on our best behavior. <laughs> at this point, Commander Plank looks at Xenon and he gives her this look that says, you cannot fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, so, this, yeah, like Elizabeth said, Xenon goes and meets her parents in their lab, and they're talking about, like, this is really important, and this horrible rat is, like, floating upside down in its zero-gravity chamber, and it's <laughs> the worst thing I've ever seen, and she's like, what's gonna happen if we get shut down? She's like, are we gonna get sent to Earth? Like, Earth! <laughs> yeah, and so she's like, I've lived here since I was five, and her parents are just like, calm down. Like, if right. you don't want anything... Okay, sorry, this is what I was gonna say earlier. Xenon has lived in the space station since she was five. And, like, assuming all of her other friends are the same age, they probably, like, came up here after the space station was established. This means that on Earth, their parents are giving them names like Xenon and Nebula. <laughs> Maybe they, like, adopted a space name whenever they joined the space. It's so like, it wasn't their birthday? Because, like, like, back on Earth, we got names like Greg and Margie. <laughs> well, it's like being born again. <laughs> I mean... Like they had a baptism. <laughs> is the Wincom space station a cult? Probably. <laughs> so, end of story. Xenon's a cult. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, they're like, hey, like, if you really want to make sure that everything goes okay, you need to Just behave like, yourself. Just, don't fuck up. Well, and they're like, keep your gang in line. <laughs> yeah. And so, they're Cause, like. Yeah, because the gang is the problem. <laughs> yeah. And so, they're like, don't go trash diving. Don't run through the air vents. Don't do any of these things that you normally do. Like That we don't reprimand you for. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, for real. If you do it. Like, for real this time. <laughs> if you do it, you're going to be grounded. And that's what they say. And she's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be good. Right. So then we cut to Xenom's room. And she's with her uh, gaggle of friends. She's making another, like, freaky-ass doll. <laughs> that's her thing. Yeah, they're really weird. <laughs> yeah, and so are they talking about? What they're are they? talking about um, Earth. Oh, I know yeah, yeah. because Xenon is like Earth is horrible. They have greed and earthquake and germs and muggers and they get sick and the weather changes all the time. And like honestly, I don't blame her. But then they say like I've never sneezed in space, which like. Well, I think, like, some of them must have been born in the space station, because they say it's 27 years old, so maybe some of yeah. them were, like, born in space, which would make more sense, I guess. But, like, wouldn't a space station be, like, kind of, like, the same, like, germ-infested area, like an airplane? I have no idea. I, I don't, don't know, know what know kind how... of technology they have in 2049. I mean, it's a lot further out than an airplane, but I don't know how space works. I don't I know either. I haven't been there. Do, yeah, how do germs work? Yeah, but also, during this point, Xenon's talking about how Earth is run by money, and capitalism is the <laughs> end of the world, which... True. She, she's got girl. a point. You are so smart for 13. For 1999. <laughs> yeah, and so... Which, like, again, Disney was really going there with this movie. Yeah, so after her friend's like, I've never even sneezed. Raven's talking about gravity, and Xenon talks about weather, and they're just like, Earth is unpredictable, and we don't like it. And then they're like, so what do you want to do tonight? And, G- and Xenon, I almost said Xenon. <laughs> Xenon's like, there's a solar flare that we should watch, and we should get a front row seat. So Xenon decides to literally do a fucking spacewalk as a 13-year-old by herself. I know we're in movie time, but keep in mind that, like, not even an hour ago, this couldn't have been an hour later than when she talked to her parents, who just told her, stay out of trouble. She's like, I'm gonna go out into space, even though I know this is wrong. And all of her friends are like, hey, like, why can't we just watch out the window? And she's like, like, why the window when I could go out there? And, like, I would just like to say that it was just this past weekend 
that NASA had the first ever all-female spacewalk. So, like, spacewalks are usually conducted by two members on the, like, shuttle or whatever, and it's to fix, like, any sort of, like, problem. Like, if, like, something went wrong on the outside, they'll go out there. And they're, like, constantly monitored by, like, NASA in wherever, I don't know. I want to say Houston, but I don't know if that's, (laughs) I I don't know if that's, like, 100%. But, yeah, they're, like, constantly monitored, and they're out there for, like, eight hours or something like that. And so Xenon's just like, yeah, I'm 13. I'm just going to go walk out into fucking space. <laughs> yeah, and so they, like, hold on to her little, like, tether thing so she doesn't just, like, float out into forever. And she's like, okay, well, like, tug on my tether. Someone's coming. Like, keep watching <laughs> yeah. me. But then we see, like, the solar flare. It looks like the neon lights. I feel like we're going, or not the northern neon, lights. The northern lights. <laughs> feels like we're going back. But she sees it, and all the kids are like, wow. Oh, I can't oh believe she's God. out there. Well, and they're, like, looking at it, they're like, oh, my God, it's so pretty. And then all of a sudden, we look back, and we see there's an adult behind them. Oh, They're no. all in trouble. Oh, no. <laughs> and so the guy just, like, is making these exasperated faces at Xenon. I'm pretty sure it's her dad. Uh, yeah. Well, he's just, like, making these faces. He's, like, covering his like, hands. Oh, Xenon. it goes on for so long. It's, like, a full 20 seconds. He's <laughs> yeah. just, like, making these stupid faces. Like, come on, Disney. Well, it takes her a long time. Anything. It takes her a long time to figure out that he's there, too. Because all the kids are, like... Like, while Xenon is facing the other way in a spacesuit. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't you didn't see me tether. when I said I said, like, I was, like... <laughs> she was doing the, like, thing to her neck, like, cut it off. <laughs> okay, so then after that, Xenon goes back, and she's with her parents, and she's like, I don't understand why I'm getting all the blame. My friends were there, too. And they're like... You're they the weren't one who went into space. <laughs> they were in fucking space. And she's like, I can handle myself. I'm 13. Again. What is up with Disney movies thinking that 13-year-olds are grown? <laughs> I did not think that I was a grown adult at 13. I was like, I can't even decide where I'm going to go to high school. <laughs> and so her mom says if she messes up again, she'll be grounded. Which, like, Xenon, we know, has gotten in trouble so many fucking times. She went on into space by her fucking self, and she hasn't gotten grounded yet? Are you kidding me? I yelled at my sister and I got grounded. <laughs> I lost my glasses one time and I got grounded until I found them. <laughs> I kind of purposely lost them and my mom knew that. She was mad at me. Well, it was all my sister's fault anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so um, Xenon's like, well, I'm getting interested in space. I thought that's what you guys wanted, like in science or whatever. And her dad's just like, okay, well, it did look really cool. And the mom's like, what the fuck? She's like, help me out here. <laughs> Yeah, and so they're, like, telling her to behave, whatever, and mom puts on this, like, horrible hat, and and the dad is, like, you've made her put on her stress helmet again, it's the second time this week. <laughs> I want a stress helmet. What Honestly. does it do? Does it take your stress away? Please give me one. I don't know, but I feel like it could really make strides in um, mental health care. I think we could all use a stress helmet. Everyone in this house, at the very least. <laughs> Oh, so, yeah, Xenon and Dad are still talking after, like, Mom walks away, and we see that they have, like, a closer relationship than Xenon and her mom Well, have. that's because her dad is, like, more of her friend than a parent. Her, her dad's definitely not, like, reprimanding her like her mom is, or, like, stressed out that Xenon is probably gonna, like, cause this entire space station to crash. It's fine, you know? No big deal. <laughs> yeah, so, um, after that, we skip to a next scene, and Xenon's with Nebula and probably the rest of her friends, and she shows her this protozoa doll that she oh made. Oh, God. For it's the contest. Terrifying. Why would why <laughs> the nineties were different, I suppose, but who was 
if you are listening to this and you made dolls yourself in the 1990s. Did you send any of them to a boy band? Does someone have like a Lance Bass doll somewhere? <laughs> did you make frosted tips? More than that. I just want to know if anyone did that. Made dolls. I mean, I don't know. Space was a different uh, place. Why did they have dolls in space? They should have had like solar did she, systems. Did she just like trash dive for all of her materials? Yeah. They that, they were like, oh, we always find the coolest stuff in the recycling. But she also had like a whole like paint set like area like um like people with modern model airplanes do i have i have no idea she's like combining her two worlds her four years on earth and the rest of her life on space (laughs) yeah Yeah, those first four years she really got into doll making four years (laughs) yeah so she shows it to nebula and nebula's like oh my god you're totally gonna win the contest i only wrote an essay and xenon's like trying to make her feel better and she's like but you're a really good writer and she's (laughs) like fuck you xenon she doesn't say that. Right, well, Xenon in the beginning's like, I can't wait to be chosen. And everyone's like, what makes you think you're gonna win? And she's like, have you met me? Like, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> it is a little rude. Like, that's your best friend right there. Right. <laughs> yeah, and so they're going to mail their, um, like, contest submissions. Space mail. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, while that's happening, they realize that Wyndham is on board. And well, before this happens, um, Xenon realizes that she needs, like, one more thing for Protozoa's accessories, so she has to go back to the trash compactor again. And that's what her parents told her not to do! Right. And remember, (laughs) one more thing. (laughs) Sorry, and then he said, um, Wyndham has arrived and Xenon's parents were elected as his tour guide throughout the space station. Yeah, and so they're walking around and Xenon sees them, and so she goes and introduces herself, and... They have this just, like, weird little, like, conversation or whatever, and, like, immediately Xenon thinks it's, like, really weird. Right, well, she, um, she has, like, a picture of, like, protozoa or something that she's holding, Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, I love microscope or something like that, and she's like, um. (laughs) Well, yeah, and, like, to a viewer who isn't, you know, watching it critically, you could just be like, oh, he's just, like, an old guy. He doesn't know things. He's not hip. Right. Yeah, um, so she goes... And Xenon, yeah, sorry. (laughs) She goes and she's talking to her friends, and she's like, I don't know, guys, like, I got really weird vibes from him. And they're like, he seems fine. Like, it's They're like, he knew everything about all of our interests. So, like, at this point, we can tell that someone is definitely, like, feeding him, like... Because, I don't even know, I don't remember what they were talking about, but it was something about, like, I think, like, one of their parents researched, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, he understood, like, more than I understand. And I'm like... Um, bitch, he's got one of those, like, contact lenses that, like, tells him all the <laughs> like information. From, from, from Ned's Declassified. Yes, exactly like Cookie. <laughs> Cookie grew up to be <laughs> the leader. <laughs> and so, um, I said, trust your intu- intuition, SSDGM, so. Stay sexy and don't get murdered. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. End we love of, you, Karen. End of podcast. <laughs> Yeah, um, and so Nebula is like, those feelings always lead to disasters. So Nebula is finally on her side. She's like, you know what? You get weird feelings, and then bad things happen. So you're probably right. Um, so then we cut to, um, like, the middle of the night, and Xenon is, like, inside the trash compactor looking for her materials for her protozoa doll. Mm-hmm. Um, she climbs out, and she sees Wyndham's assistant. She's just, like, peeking her head out because she sees right. someone out there, and it's, like, way late. No one should be out of their rooms right, right. now. Right, so she's like, hmm, what's you up to? Yeah, and then, of course, she falls out, and she's, like, trying to see what he's doing. She's, like, sticking out more, and she falls out. And so then he, like, sees her, and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, what are you doing? And we learned that he was trying, it looked like he was trying to get into the main memory bank, which is prohibit, pro- prohibitedly, prohibited. prohibited, no, prohibited. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> um, and yeah. he's like, well, you shouldn't be out here either. Um, but Xenon's like, well, I know the space station, like, the back of my hand, and she's, like, I know for a fact that you should not be here and trying to get into this memory bank. So she basically, like, pretends to be, like, scared, yeah. I guess, and is able to get him away from the memory bank. I don't know what she thought would stop him from just, like, going back after she got back to her room. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so the next morning in class, Xenon is falling asleep, and she's, like, sitting there sleeping, and then she falls onto the ground. <laughs> And so she tried to tell her mom about Lutz, which is, like, the little minion guy of Wyndham, and she was ignored. The mom's just like, oh, they're nice, it's fine, like, Xenon and her stories or whatever. They literally tell her, thanks for not getting in trouble. Like, bitch, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and so Xenon is determined to figure out, like, what is going on, which is not good because Xenon is a mess. At one point, she's in the hallway, and she and Wyndham have this, like, ten-second stare-down with each other. And then he winks at the end. Yeah. It's, ugh. It's weird. I hate it. So then um, Xenon is off to watch the micro-contest results. Right, they're in the cafeteria assembly meeting place. Um, everyone's sitting on the floor waiting to hear uh, the contest results. Um, so this micro video displays, um, like, on this, like, projector, basically, on the stage. Right. And, of course, we find out that Xenon and her creepy-ass doll won. Yeah, and everyone's, like, screaming and squealing, blah, 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 blah. And then Xenon is, like, a good friend for once, and she's like, oh, I kind of feel bad for Nebula. Like, you worked <laughs> really hard. You deserve this, too. Um... And then, oh, so after that, they get back to business, and Leo is their one friend who always has the codes for some reason. His parents, like, own the codes to, like, all accesses for the space station, and he's just able to get it constantly. And and even after Xenon was out in space. Right. He didn't get that, like, taken away. They didn't put it somewhere safe. Right. These... These parents. <laughs> yeah. As someone with no children. I mean, they're a little busy trying to cure cancer and stuff. I guess. So Xenon, like, writes down this code on her hand because she needs to go spy on Lutz. And... Right, so she, um, we're back, like, at, like, the memory bank, and we see Lutz, like, going in and taking something from this memory bank. He, like, puts this, like, chip in, and then he, yeah. like, takes it back out. Uh, so, and Xenon is watching him from the vents, um... And that's when we realize that this code that Xenon had written on her hand so that she could go in and see what he's doing was smudged. And so, <laughs> she decides to guess, which um, obviously sets off an alarm, going into restricted, like, level 5 access. Like, why would you think that guessing a code... <laughs> Yeah, and so everything starts, like, making these loud, like, alarm noises, and then all of a sudden the the door opens, and there's, like, Commander Plank and her parents and, you know, everyone. Right. And Uh, so she tries to tell them about what Lutz did, but they're too busy being like, why were you in here? You're not allowed to be in here, so they don't believe her. And and finally, Commander Plank is like, hey, if you guys don't punish her, I will. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this is far enough. (laughs) Yeah, and so Mom is like, you're grounded. And she's like, I know, I know, but like, blah, blah, blah. But like, listen to me, I'm not lying. Yeah, and no, and then Mom's like, no, like, you're going to live with Aunt Judy. And she's like, what? Aunt Judy is, like, scared of space. And she's like, you're going to Earth. And Xenon's like, what? Her entire world, her entire universe. I guess that they don't have, like, English class in space because she should have known by grounded what her mother meant. Come on, Z. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, I said I don't blame them for sending her to Earth. Yeah. And so Xenon is, oh, oh, we we did not mention this part. So um, whenever Lutz left, he had that little chip and he dropped it. Whenever right, he like, thought he put it in this pocket, but then it dropped in this, like, stainless steel hallway that was so loud, but he <laughs> just left it anyway. Yeah, he didn't realize it happened. So, um... We see that Nebula picks up the chip, and she's like, oh my god, this is perfect. This is so cute. Yeah, and so uh, then we cut to Wyndham giving a speech about how he's proud of the work that everyone is doing, and he pledges an extra $50 million. $500 million. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Holy I, shit. <laughs> I can't fathom that amount of money. Well, in uh, 2019 money, that's only... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's like $3. <laughs> and 2019 money. <laughs> Um, and at the same time, Xenon is watching on her data zap while she packs yes. for Earth. Uh, Nebula comes to say goodbye to Xenon. And, oh my god, this is a part. <laughs> I mentioned this to Elizabeth the other day. She sa- <laughs> Xenon says, quoting Billy Shakespeare, you must be inked out. <laughs> right, inked out means, like, weirded or stressed or... But- <laughs> Billy Shakespeare, but then I was talking to Elizabeth about this, and I was like, "Well, I guess like I say G dubs." Like our history teacher said G dubs. Yeah, or TJ for Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, so I guess that like we kind of do that, but nobody calls him Billy Shakespeare. Well, it's twenty forty nine. They say a lot of things. Apparently, they do have English class, but Xenon just wasn't there. Yeah, (laughs) I don't even know what she said. (laughs) I don't know. She she just said something. Um, so Nebula gives her the little earring, it's a little disc, and it's holographic and cute. And she's like, oh my god, I love it. Right, so she's, she's saying goodbye to Nebula at the shuttle port, and as she's saying this, she says, my ex-parents are coming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we also find out that she has to ride the shuttle with Wyndham, Wyndham, and, like, his goons, because they're going back to Earth. Yeah, just, like, hitch a ride. Yeah, and she's so pissed about that, too, because she's like, these are literally, like, the people I keep telling you to, like, right. be careful of, and you're making me ride with them. Um, so then Xenon boards the shuttle, uh, they take off, and Her they... parents try to give her a pep talk, oh. but they, like, come and say goodbye, and they're like, we love you, and, like, we'll bring you back soon, like... No, you won't. <laughs> yeah, no. No, they were literally like, we'll try and get you back as soon as we can. And I'm like, you're the one who's sending her here. I mean, Commander Plank was like, you need to do that. But also, <laughs> like, how cheap is space travel? Like, that time it was probably free because they were already going. But, like, how much does it cost to get onto the spaceship? Right. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then, while they're on the plane, Wendell winks at her again. Oh, it's so weird. Creep. I hate it. Uh, so like I said, they board the shuttle, they take off, um, they ride through the galaxy, and then they land at Wyndham offices, which I assume is in California. I couldn't really tell. Yeah, I think that's what we figure out. It's California. Um, so they land on Earth, and Xenon gets off the plane. She falls off the stairs because... Because uh, gravity. Yeah. And then she sneezes, and she's like, I hate Earth. <laughs> which, honestly, whenever you have to sneeze, and it's just, like, the worst sneeze ever. Or, like, the other day, whenever I got off the plane, I was sneezing nonstop because I had allergies or whatever. But it's so annoying when you have so many sneezes. So, like, if you never have them... Yeah, I don't blame her for hating Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so... So, she's walking, um, like, toward the front of the offices, and she passes by Wyndham and basically says, you don't fucking fool me. Yeah, she literally calls his ass out, and I was like, <laughs> okay, Xenon, go off. I was like, maybe don't tell the evil villain that you're onto him, but... <laughs> yeah, and so whenever she says that, she, like, tucks her hair behind her ear, and then let's seize the chip that's in her earring, and he's like, uh-oh. 
So, I lost the fucking ship. <laughs> yeah, but instead of, like, doing something right away, Xenon is, like, walking away and, like, going to find her aunt, and her aunt comes up in this yellow bug. <laughs> a yellow Volkswagen bug. Yeah, and so she go- she comes up and hugs her, and she's like, oh my god, you're so big Yeah, she's, like, now. immediately asking a bunch of questions, like, how are you, how's your parents? Yeah. Which, like, makes sense for an aunt who hasn't seen her niece in, like, eight years. Well, yeah, and her aunt keeps trying to make small talk. And but, yeah, Xenon's like, not having it. That's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> Yeah, um, so after that, uh, Les tries to catch her whenever she gets into the car and they start driving away, and he just, like... He just, like, runs after the car. Yeah, and, like, that's... (laughs) What what are you gonna do? (laughs) Who knows? So, they decide to go to a boardwalk to go get dinner, because Aunt Judy is like, I can't cook, so I'm not gonna subject (laughs) you to that right now. Girl, Aunt Judy is so relatable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so they go onto a boardwalk, and we see, you know, this group of teens. The local teens. And they're, like, sitting there, and they, like, look at her outfit, and they're, like... Because, right, Xenon is still in, like, her space clothes. Silver, metallic. Their looks. They, yeah. They're fucking nice. (laughs) She's really ahead of her time. Well, it's one girl, and then a bunch of guys, and she's like, oh, my God. God, you see that outfit? She says, isn't that outfit viral? Yeah. Which apparently viral means nasty. <laughs> yeah, they talk about that. It's weird. Yeah, they say viral a lot. I'm like, um. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, she's sitting with Aunt Judy, and they're, like, looking at the menu, and Xenon's never had real food. Oh, my God. I wanted to, like, scream. She's like, well, everything we have is, like, hydro-sourced, so no preservatives, no fat, no grease. And Aunt Judy's like, you've never had a burger or fries? And she's like, no, we only eat healthy stuff. And I'm like, bitch, you are in for a treat. (laughs) (laughs) So Aunt Judy's like, okay, well, look over the menu. I'm going to go wash my hands. And so as she, like, walks away, Xenon, like, follows her, like, with her eyes. And Xenon sees this cute boy looking at her. And she's like. This boy stares at Xenon for a long time. Well, Xenon's staring back. And she's like, hmm, what's (laughs) this? Girl, that's not how it works. (laughs) She's like, ooh, cute boys on Earth? Didn't have any of those at the space station. I've stared at many a boy. And it has not They didn't fall in love with you immediately? No. Shocking. <laughs> so the mean girl gets up and she goes over to talk to Xenon after she sees that uh the boy is staring at Xenon. And so she goes over and she she makes fun of her outfit. It was like a really long, played out yeah. type burn. I just said she calls her ugly. <laughs> well yeah, and then Xenon makes fun of her back. She like gets her back. She's like, right. whatever. She doesn't take it laying down. And so Xenon walks away and... And she she tells Aunt Judy, she's like, I don't have an appetite. We need to get out of here. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Whenever they get back to their house, Xenon asks about the purpose of plants. And Judy tells her that not everything has a purpose. Well, because she's like, well, we have, um, I don't know, she has like a stupid name for flowers to provide oxygen. But there's a bunch of oxygen here. And Judy's just like... They're just fucking pretty, Xenon. Leave me alone. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's a a lesson she needs to learn. (laughs) Some things are just there to be there. Uh, So then we cut to Xenon is in bed. Um, She's, like, getting ready for bed. And Judy says she's really happy to have her here, which I thought was really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Judy's like, you know, you're so brave. You know, you're living in space, coming back down here. It's like, you know, I'm just, I'm so scared to take risks. Which, like, girl, Judy... (laughs) Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah, she's like, I'm scared of everything. She's like, that's why I'm single. That's why I don't have kids. Like, <laughs> right. it gets pretty deep really fast. And I'm like, that's your 13-year-old niece right there. Like, I know you're going through some stuff, but she's not your therapist. <laughs> it's okay, Judy. I feel you. <laughs> she's just trying to have a moment. <laughs> 
And so, uh, after Judy leaves, Xenon, like, takes out her data zap, and she wants to call Nebula, but there's, like, a little lock that comes up, and it's like, this, this is not available. Like, the only people you can call are your mom and dad, basically, is what she finds out. And she's like, ugh, which same? Like, you shouldn't cut her off from her friends. That's a <laughs> bit much. I mean, maybe they're just, like, saving up all the groundings they should have done for the past, like, ten years. I, I guess so. But like, still, <laughs> isolating people from their friends, that's not good. <laughs> um, so Xenon shows up at school the next day. The mean girl from the day before makes fun of her again. Um, and she's in swim class, and they're like, Xenon, like, you know how to swim. And she's like, mm-hmm, I swim all the time in space. Um, and then the boy's still staring at her. Like, I don't think he stopped just since the last Yeah, well, night. they're, like, smiling at each other in swimming class in middle school. Is that a thing? Can someone confirm? Did your school have a pool? Did you swim in it for P.E.? Did all the girls have matching swimsuits while all the guys brought their own swim trunks? And, yeah, did you have to wear, like, you probably had to wear one piece, but did it have to be, like, the school-sanctioned one piece? Because the boys did not wear, like, a matching, like, matching swim trunks. Yeah, we have lots of questions. (laughs) Anyway, Xenon is, like, going to, like, dive into the pool, and then she sees that, like, she's looking at Greg instead of, like, getting into the pool, and so Margie is a mean girl. Well, we don't know her name until much later. (laughs) I think that... Oh, yeah, I guess we don't. No, I have her name here. Well, that's because you know her name already. No, I didn't know her name already, but we don't learn Greg's name for a really long time. Yeah, well, we don't know either of their names. He never introduces himself. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Margie goes and pushes Xenon into the water, and that's not good because Xenon doesn't know how to swim in real water. Right. And so she, like... And so fucking Greg. Yeah, well, I, oh, wrote, so. I wrote boy goes in to save her. I don't have, have boy jumps in to save her. I don't know his name yet. <laughs> so, like, she's, like, splashing around in the water. She's, like, not used to it. Maybe, like, she would have gotten it on her own after, like, a couple seconds. Yeah. But he just immediately jumps in. And he's like, I have to save this pretty girl. Also, like, your PE teacher would be like, fuck you. Like, that's my job. Also, you're, like, two years old. Stop. Right. And even the swim, or even Xenon was like, um, you didn't have to do that. Like, I could have done it. Yeah, well, and she's embarrassed because she's like, she's like, I've never swum in water before, but like, I could have figured it out. Right. I feel like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know the difference between pools in space and pools on Earth because it's a liquid. Yeah. So like, I don't know what the difference would be, but like, I feel like she probably would have gotten the hang of it after like feeling her way around for a couple seconds. Yeah. So she like runs off. Because I'm mad at him too. Well, yeah. Well, and the boy's just like, I thought I did this nice thing for this girl that I think is cute and now she's yelling at me. Right. So <laughs> anyway, we cut to science class and for some reason, Zion and Margie are science partners. Yeah. That's a thing. I'm pretty, it's like the middle of the school year, too. Like, yeah. poor Xenon. <laughs> it's not good. Um, so, yeah, they're in chemistry class, and Xenon is reading the directions, and she's like, uh, keep, keep increasing the temperature, keep increasing, keep increasing, until uh, whatever experiment they're doing catches fire. And Xenon's like, I, I uh, moved it to, like, 200 degrees, or 200 degrees Celsius, and they're like, girl, we use Fahrenheit. Yeah, and also, I don't disagree with Xenon. Like, everyone else uses right. Celsius. Fuck us, America. America's just stupid. So, yeah, I'm on. Z- I'm with Xenon on this one. Yeah, they're like, we're going to use Fahrenheit because we fucking can. Right. And then in the cafeteria, Xenon um, grabs her lunch, but she doesn't really understand American currency. Yeah, and so, well, because at, like, her other place, I guess they just, like, it's a part of, like, living there. Like, you just... Yeah, they might have, like, a credit system or something yeah, like that. Yeah, just provide It's all digital. Yeah, who knows? Right. So she doesn't have any money, but who comes in to save her but... Boy. <laughs> the boy. The boy. The boy comes in, and he's like, I got you. And she's like, 
stop. <laughs> You're embarrassing me. <laughs> and so he starts giving her a lesson on just like English lingo or like earth lingo. Right. He's and like, so, viral means bad. Viral means nasty. Graphic is beautiful. And then Zidane's just like, Leave me alone. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> yeah. And so Xena gets mad at him for trying to help her again. <laughs> she's like, you might be cute, but now is not a good time. <laughs> so she goes back home and she's complaining to Aunt Judy. Um, and she's, I don't know, I guess she's complaining about her day at work or maybe. She, she starts venting to Judy about how um, all these instincts she has about Wyndham, but yeah. no one is listening right. to her. She's like, I think Wyndham is evil, but no one wants to hear me out, and that's really why I got sent down here. Yeah, and when they're talking, they're, like, walking. And so they get to her house, and Judy realizes that her house has been ransacked. And so, like, everything's flipped over, all this stuff. And so um, they call the police, and they're doing an investigation. And then after the police leave, Judy goes back into Xenon's room as she's, like, cleaning up. And she's like, you know what's really weird? Like, none of my stuff is missing. Like, why would somebody do this? And Xenon's like, bitch, I fucking know. It's Lutz and Wyndham. They after us. Yeah, and so for the first time in this movie, someone who is an adult believes a child for once. (laughs) Listen to children when they talk to you. Right. Um, so Judy is, like, finally on her side, but she doesn't really know what to do in the situation because she doesn't know them. She doesn't know, like, what the plan of action is at all. But she's right. like, she's like, I, I believe you. She's like, okay, like, maybe we'll figure this out together. Yeah. So Xenon decides that she needs to do some research on the computer. So she's in the library, and she is horrible at computers somehow. I don't really, like, understand what the problem was because she was trying to access, like, their, like, annual reports, but... I guess they just, like, didn't have it on their website? No, she can't type. She's horrible at everything. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. She lives in a computer. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. She can't type. And so she looks over. Who does she see? It's Greg. Wait, she literally went on a gossip website to learn about Micro coming to space. Maybe it was, like, saved in her bookmarks, and she just had to use, like, a mouse. (laughs) How would she get there in the first place if she can't type? She's like, Nebula, can you type that in for me? I can't spell. (laughs) But, like, also, she was just looking up their annual reports. Everyone, that has to be public. That's illegal. She she literally just doesn't know how to use a computer. Maybe Earth computers are different than space computers. We'll give her the Well, she was using a really shitty Earth uh, search engine. (laughs) We'll give her the benefit of the doubt. But she looks over and she sees Greg is just typing away. Yeah. Just doing his thing. And so she, like, goes over. She's like, hey, um... I need your help with the computer. And then he's like, why don't you come to a horse stable with me? Okay, well, before that, she's like, hey, can you help me? And he's like, I literally try to help you all the time, and every time I do, you (laughs) scream at me, and now you want me to help you. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, well, I can't right now, because I got to go to a stable. And he's like, got to go to my job at 13. And she's like, and he's like, you want to come? And she's like, real horses? And he's like, yeah. And at first, she's like, a little scared. And then she's like, okay. Yeah, so they go to the stable, and they walk in, and she's like, uh, what's that smell? And he goes, it smells great! And, like, girl, run if you think a guy thinks a horse stable smells great. That's just fake. That's fake. It's not real. Right, um, so Xenon at first is scared because, uh, she's never seen something, like, that big and alive before. Well, horses are scary. Like, whenever you get up and close with them, like, they're huge. Their head is so big. Yeah, have you ever seen Flicka? That was about a girl who, like, tames this wild horse, and at one point the horse, like, stomps her back, and she has this ginormous bruise that, like, covers her entire back. It's scary. Well, yeah, horses are, like, get real deal. Right, so then he starts brushing the horse, and then he's like, here, you want to try? And then they both, like, 
sensually brush this horse together. It's, oh my god, it's so bad. And then he's like, okay, I'm gonna go take her out for a ride or whatever. So he, like, walks out of the stable, and Xenon's like, oh my god. But then another horse, like, neighs, and she's scared. So she, like, walks out with him. And he, like, gets on. He's like, you want to ride with me? So he just, like, pulls her onto the saddle with him. Also, you have a job to do. I don't think you can just, like... I think riding the horses is, like, a part of it. Like, making sure they get, like, exercise or whatever. (laughs) I don't really know. But he just, like, has her go onto the horse with him. And then they do this little montage of, like, romantic music playing. Yeah, they, they, like, ride ride a horse horse. by the ocean. It's really weird. It's so stupid. I get they're trying to be like, she can't do that on space, in space. But, like, (laughs) not a good example. Onion no. rings, which come later, are a better I, example. <laughs> I've lived on Earth for 23 years, and I've never ridden a horse. Uh, you're not missing out on that much. It's, like, kind of okay, but it's also terrifying. We so. were supposed to at sixth grade camp, but they were, like, training police dogs, and the horses would have gotten scared, so we couldn't do it. So after they ride the horse, they're like, I guess this is a date now. Let's go to dinner. Yeah, I... It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and so they were gonna ride a bike, but then Xenon's like, I know how to ride a bike, we do it in PE class or something. And so she, like, starts to ride the bike, and then she falls, and she's like, did I mention it was a stationary bike? Yeah, they, like, fucking Ariana Grande up in space <laughs> during gym class. Yeah, and so they have to just, like, walk their bike, their bikes over to the... The um, boardwalk, I yeah. guess. So... They go and they're like ordering food and Xenon is just eating it all up because she finally <laughs> Good realizes for her. she realizes the beauty of fried food. Um, and this is the first time that we realize his name is Greg. Yeah, this is when we <laughs> find out his name's Greg. <laughs> it's fifty-one minutes into the movie. We just now know his name's Greg. And so she's like, oh my god, I love onion rings, and he's like, chill girl, I don't have a lot of money, I'm 13. <laughs> And so then... It's like um, I work at a horse stable. <laughs> so they're eating food, and then Xenon sees Lutz, and she's like, oh, fuck. And like, then she just immediately starts telling Greg about all of this. She's like, that's the guy. Like, apparently she had already told him. They spent a long day together. Yeah, and so Z is talking about... Oh, so they, like, go, and they're hiding from him or something. They, yeah, they, like, sit under the boardwalk, like, down by the ocean. Yeah, they're, like, down by the water, and they're, like, looking at the water, and, oh, my God, it's such a cute moment. So, you know, t- complaining about being pale, because she's, like, living on a spaceship, and Girl, I'm, like... if you live on Earth, you... <laughs> uh, it doesn't Elizabeth, make a difference. Elizabeth and I are both very pale, so... It's just the way we were born. <laughs> it just... Yeah, and then Greg is, like... I think you're beautiful. I don't think he says that exactly, but he's just like, no. Well, at the same time, Greg is, like, hacking into Windcom on Xenon's data zap. All of his friends are hackers at 13. Yeah, I don't understand this. I mean, it's 1999. I don't know how advanced, like, the computer systems were. I feel like if that were to happen, it would have been more, like, 2005-ish days, like, when MySpace was a thing, because people literally learned how to code because of MySpace. So, anyway, um... And so they're talking, and Xenon's, like, explaining um, the whole situation. And she's like, yeah, so uh, before we were going for or takeoff or after takeoff or whatever, I, like, put my hair behind my ear, and then Lutz got really weird. And then Greg is like, wait, you put your hair behind your ear. What's that um, earring disc you have? And they're like, oh, my God, this is it. Like, this is what they're after. Mm-hmm. And so after that, they go back home to Aunt Judy's house, and they, like, Greg, like, walks her home, and it starts raining. <laughs> and Xenon's like, oh my god, I love, I've never experienced rain. So they just, like, stand in the rain. Oh, no, she has experienced rain, because she's like, oh, it reminds me of when I was five. 
Yeah, the one time I've experienced rain. But she's like looking up at the rain. It's like a movie moment. And they're just like, ah, rain. And then um, I like stare at each other for a while and then Greg leaves. Yeah, it's really <laughs> awkward. Um, so then the next day. Oh, wait, first. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I think it's Greg. He said, I had an alpha time tonight. Or maybe it was Xenon. I don't know. They both speak super <laughs> weird. But they said, I had an alpha time tonight. I love how, like, all of their slang is somehow related to... Science. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice, honestly. And then you could be like, I had a beta time tonight. Like, it was okay. <laughs> I don't know what comes after beta. Um, Chai. Well, if I remember correctly from the click... <laughs> I- there was the Alpha, which was Massey, and then the Beta, which was Alicia, and then there's, like, Del- Gamma Delta, or Delta Gamma, and then... I know Delta was, like, the last one, because that was clear. Uh, Omega is the end. Okay, well, in the hierarchy of the click... Well, I, no, I think Omega would be, like, the worst, so, like, they're being nice to her. I think they're just going, like, in order, but Omega's, like, the last, because <laughs> there's this one song... Well, she was also sing. a loser beyond repair in LBR. Well, there was this one song we used to sing in, like, church, and it was, like, you're the beginning, the end, alpha, omega. I feel like I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, anyway, now it's over, and Xenon goes inside, and her aunt is just, like, standing by the door, and she's like, Aunt Judy! <laughs> Same. I am Aunt Judy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next day, uh, I think they're at school, um, or maybe, no, I think they're but at they someone's house. they go over house. to Andrew's house. Yeah. Which is one of, one of the friends who she just immediately acquired. Right. Andrew is the kid from Holes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Andrew is trying to hack into this space disc. <laughs> um, Margie is there too, uh, and Margie mentions that her dad works for the company that ran the contest that Xenon won to dance with Protozoa on stage. And she's like, listen, if you don't stay away from Greg, I'm going to take your win away and you're not going to be able to dance on stage with Protozoa. Well, like, Xenon's also like, I'm on Earth. Well, she's like, I'm going to be back for the concert. But also, like, Xenon, you have no way of getting back there. Right. Calm your tits. Uh, So then later that night, Andrew is on his computer and we see this cartoon slug that, like, explodes and starts to smoke on his computer. Yeah, it's like an egg that hatches, and then it crawls out, and then it's like, bow, 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 and it, like, breaks his computer. It, like, it starts smoking! Yeah, it completely breaks his computer. Like, not just like, oh, it doesn't work anymore, but like, it's... it's it internally combusts. <laughs> yeah, and so he immediately knows that it's a nanovirus that destructs computers. That's what he tells him the next day at school. Right. And so... Andrew's like, but it's okay. I created an undo file. Right. I created this, like, fucking virus and converted it into an undo. I'm 13 years old. (laughs) It's 1999. (laughs) But also, like, okay, I know I don't know anything, but I don't think undo files exist. I, no. I, well, it is 2049. (laughs) Maybe all these teenagers are just so tech savvy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they have shitty computers for 2049. (laughs) Um, so then Xenon has to FaceTime her parents, and she's like, listen, like, they put this disc into the mainframe, I have to get back up there and put this undo file in, but they still don't believe her. Um, and they don't really tell her that their, like, system is having problems. They're like, how did she know that, like, the system isn't working? Yeah, well, because she asks about it, and all the stuff's, like, going on in the background, but they're, like, pretending, like, they right. can't see. And the entire time that Xenon's talking to her parents, Greg is standing right there in the <laughs> shot. They skipped school to call her parents, and Greg just stands there. And at one point, Mom's like, oh, like, who's your friend? Is that your friend? And then it's just, like, a brief second. And then they're just like, okay, bye! 
Right. And we see that, like, they're up in space. And, like, the system, like, the mainframe system failures are becoming, like, more frequent and more dangerous. Yeah. And so, um, as they're, like, skipping school, Lutz stalks them down. And he's like, I need that earring. Yeah. He shows up at Aunt Judy's house. And he tries to get the disc back. And Xenon offers to trade the disc for a ride back home to space so that she can save the space, the space day. Mm -hmm. is what they call it. And Greg's like, wait, make sure that he puts it in writing, that he'll, that he'll do that or whatever. Right. And so he, like, writes it down on, like, a random piece of paper or something. And then she's like, okay. And she, like, gives him the earring. And Greg's like, wait, no, wait till you get on the spaceship or whatever. And he's like, you should have listened to your friend. You have nothing now. <laughs> right. Greg was right that he should have, she should have waited. But then, um, hold on. Uh, we find out that Zidane didn't give him the actual disc. It right. happens just, like, right after that. She's like, well, good thing I have all of these. And she has, like, a holographic nail polish that she painted on, like, little disc that she got somewhere. Yeah. Then she just, just gave like, him a fake one. Yeah. Um, and so they're, like, at the park or something, and Andrew removes Zenon's FaceTime block. FaceTime block or data zap block, which yeah. is literally like the block was like a chip that they inserted into her data zap. It wasn't like a program or anything. Well, it, yeah, whenever it first happened, it looked like it was just like password protected, and then it was a, a chip. Yeah, it's, no, it's like a physical chip. Yeah. Um, and then we see Lutz um, opening the opening the disc on his computer, and there's a graphic of Xenon sticking out her tongue. It's like a Jack in the Box, and she's like, meow, she's like, meow, hey. <laughs> And that's whenever Lutz finally tells Wyndham that he lost the disc. To a 13-year-old. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Xenon calls Nebula, and she's like, Nebula, like, what is going on in the space station? My mom and dad won't tell me. And Nebula's like, it is falling to shit, Xenon. We need your help. <laughs> Everyone should have listened to you. And Xenon's like, okay, Nebula, I need you to do this for me. I need you to find out the cargo shuttle schedule. So I guess they get supplies there, like, on a on a um, schedule up into space mm -hmm. and she needs Nebula to find these codes from their friend again and figure out when like the next shuttle is so that Xenon can sneak on and go back to space. Also while she's FaceTiming she like slyly like turns the camera so Greg is in the shot and then she like <laughs> looks back at Nebula and she like gives her this look of like yeah that's like I'm I'm my ahead. boyfriend kind of <laughs> and then Nebula gives her this like split second of a look that's like which oh, I think was, like, really well done because, like, that's what teenage girls would do. <laughs> that's what I would do. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This does not have to do with Xenon, but Elizabeth and I were at trivia the other night, and this cute guy, like, helped us with some of the answers one of the times, and he, like, left right after, but I think me and Elizabeth are both married to him. I think we're sister wives. We're sister wives now to our mysterious trivia guy who knew um, what R&B singer from the 80s was shot by his dad. Comment below if you know what it is. <laughs> Comment below. Like, I comment below isn't an option. I'm sorry. Instagram us. We don't have a Twitter. <laughs> Instagram us. <laughs> We're trying to keep us as anonymous as possible. Okay, sorry. Anyway, she asked Nebula to get those codes for the shuttle launch. Right. Um, and at the same time, Xenon left um, a video message for Aunt Judy on Aunt Judy's, like, data zap. Um, she's, like, very vague. She's like, listen, Judy, like, I got a plan. It's going to work out. And she's like, sorry to, like, leave you hanging. Hope yeah. you're okay. And Judy's like, what the fuck? I'm in charge of you. Right. Um, so everyone's back at Greg's house. And Greg, fucking Greg and Xenon go out onto the balcony. It's dark out. They're talking. And Greg says, you're not like girls around here. I have not this like most girls. I have this written in all caps because it made me so angry. <laughs> Are you from out of space? Because 
damn, you're not like most girls around here. <laughs> it's like, um, do you remember that episode of Zillion of One whenever they did that play where, like, Zoe yes! was an alien? And <laughs> Logan had to be like, I love you. You're not like most girls. You're an alien. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and then I, I don't know which one says it, but one of them says, you're alpha extreme. What is this? <laughs> Um, and then they try to kiss, but they, like, bash lips. Yeah, they try to kiss, and they just, they, like, like hit teeth. each other. It looks painful. <laughs> well, and then she's like, wait, don't, is this when she says it? She's like, if you want to kiss me, just kiss me. No, no, this, this was, uh. Oh, so this is more of a spontaneous thing. They, like, try to, and then it I doesn't so. work. Yeah. I don't remember. I didn't pay attention. This was not important to the plot. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, because they try again, but then Nebula calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, listen, like, the cargo ship is leaving, like, fucking now, you gotta go. Yeah, and so, like, while that happens, Nebula and Leo get stuck in, like, wherever they were to get the cargo shuttle schedule. Yeah. Yeah, it's like- Oh, yeah, because, like, the main, si- the systems are yeah, the breaking systems down. Yeah, like, sh- yeah, it's not good. So, So, um, Xenon, Greg, and friends drive their parents' car on autopilot. <laughs> yeah, it's like their Tesla, and they just, like, put it on, like, yeah. remote that drives itself. Margie comes out of nowhere, and she's like, stop, Greg, you're my boyfriend. And Greg's like, no, I'm not. Leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, you keep trying to make this happen, but it's not going to happen. (laughs) Um, But then Margie's like, well, I'm just going to come along. (laughs) Well, she's like, oh, you're sending Xenon back to space? Sign me up. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, they arrive too late, and the shuttle is already leaving. And Margie is like, uh, wouldn't it be viral if Microbe was in that space station explosion? And Xenon's like, oh my fucking god, Margie, you're a fucking genius. I'm gonna sneak on to Microbe's space shuttle. She also, like, hugs her at this point. Yeah. And it's really weird. (laughs) So they tell the guards that they go to where Microbe is supposed to be, like, launching off from. And they go to, like, the back little, like, um, gate barrier thing and they're like oh this is xenon car she's the winner of this contest blah 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 but and she's like, not in space well and they're like xenon car and they're like we've been strictly told to, like not let her go in to there. like literally detain you yeah and so instead of like doing something the kids drive through the barrier there's a bunch <laughs> of glass too which like yeah it's a, a glass barrier which does not seem practical no so they drive through it and the guards are like hey those kids drove through it and those like, meddling kids yeah they don't do anything <laughs> Yeah, so we pull up to Wyndham offices, and we see Wyndham giving a speech before the launch, before Microbe is set to... This is, like, they saw, like, the space shuttle leave at night, and this is happening, like, the next morning, by the way. Um, so Xenon sneaks her way through the crowd and finds Protozoa, and she explains that she needs to go back to space. Not only is she the contest winner, but also the entire thing is going to explode if she doesn't get back up there. Um, but before she does that, she hugs and kisses Greg. Oh. Yeah, I'd completely skip that part. <laughs> Not important, but it's just like, okay, fine. Um, yeah, so she finds Protozoa, and at first, like, Protozoa seems like he's gonna just, like, wave her off, but she's like, yeah, like, I won the contest. Like, remember that little, like, doll that I made? And he's like, oh! Like, oh, you won the contest! The doll! <laughs> and so, like, security comes in, and they're, like, ready to take her, but Protozoa's like, hey, she won the contest! She's coming up with us to spice! Yeah, and they're like, no, like, she can't. He's like, hey, you know, have you guys ever thought about a career in music? And they're like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. So they just, like, let her go. And, oh, we, we didn't describe Protozoa. If you don't know what Protozoa looks like, he has the most extreme frosted tips you've ever it's, seen. It's truly a piece of art 
that oh. should be preserved. The roots are almost black, but the tips. The are tips black are enough. so they're silver. They're, they're so long, and they're not. They're not even like guy fieri. Oh, like no, no, no. the tips, they are so precise. They're spiked, and they're like little like you triangle spikes. You could literally like probably cut yourself on those tips. Vladimir the Impaler would have loved it. That he's shaking. <laughs> Is that a good reference? I have no idea where it came from. I was like, what's Who's Vladimir the Impaler? Sp- Is that like, the guy who, like, you would, like, set people on top of spikes and then they just, like, slowly fall down? Yeah, really bad. And he's, like, what Dracula is based Right, 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 right. I don't know. I don't right, know. so, like, instead of, like, putting witches on those on those wooden spikes, just put them on Protozoa's head. <laughs> yeah, if you think someone's a witch, put them on Protozoa's head. He also has, like, animal... Uh, animal patterned like leather pants and like a tight tank top. Oh, and he's always wearing silver outfits because you know it's the it's future. futuristic. Yeah, he's very good looking. Well, that's your opinion. I just made the kombucha girl face. I was like, <laughs> if we look at him in like real life. <laughs> well, yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, they get onto the shuttle, and Protozoa is. Oh, he says, it's a giant leap for rock and roll! Right, they go, Wyndham introduces them on stage before they um, are ready to take off. Xenon's already in the shuttle because she needs to, like, hide from everyone. So Aunt Judy saw um, Microbe's shuttle launch on TV and she's like, that's where Xenon's going. I have to go, I have to go help. I have to face my fears. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, at that point, um, we see Wyndham and Lutz talking with each other, and we learned that Wyndham all along planned to blow up Microbe in the space station. Yeah, because they're like, oh, well, they're not going to think that we, bla- that we did this on purpose because we sent these famous people up there. Right. So then Aunt Judy comes running in, and she's like, where the fuck is Xenon? And all three of them figure out that she is on the shuttle. Um, and they all, like, run, like, make their way onto the shuttle. And during takeoff, um, Wyndham, Judy, and Lutz make it in, like, the last second. Uh, but because of, like, the turbulence during the shuttle, Wyndham and Lutz, like, fall into this compartment. And, and then, Xenon presses a button. And yeah, and, like, locks them in. in. Yeah. And so, so, yeah, it's Xenon, Judy, and Microbe all on this space shuttle with Wyndham and Lutz locked in a closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and as this is happening... <laughs> Xenon is playing poker with Protozoa, and she beats him, and she's like, you want to play again? And that's Elizabeth, so. <laughs> not, like, poker specifically, but a card game. I mean, not bad. Um, I'm, I'm good, I guess. <laughs> um, but we see that on the space stations, all systems are just in complete and total fuck-up mode. They are close to a total system failure. Um, and then Xenon, Judy, and Microbe all arrive Xenon finds Plank and explains everything, um, but then Micro, or not Micro, Wyndham and Lutz escape at the same time, and they're like, don't listen to her, she's a child, she's dumb, but Xenon's like, no, like, you have to fucking listen to me, and during all of this, Plank and Judy lock eyes and immediately fall in love at first sight. <laughs> the only love at first sight I believe in. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, and so, like, Protozoa gets off onto the ship, and everything is going to shit. The lights are Right, no one was like, hey, don't send this band up here. Yeah, and so, yeah. Um, and then Wyndham and Lutz try to find the pilot for the shuttle that they just went on, but the pilot's like, no, we have to refuel. Like, we, it's physically impossible to leave at this very moment. Yeah, and they're like, we need to leave now, it's gonna blow up, but they don't ever say, like, it's gonna blow up, but they're like, we need to leave now. Right. Um, and then Xenon gets, like, grabbed and taken away by security. Um, and then Greg and Andrew, I keep saying FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> Data zap Xenon. 
Because uh, whenever they took out the chip, they took out her ability to make local calls, so she can't call Nebula. Yeah. So um, they have to call Nebula, and then Nebula is able to go and break out Xenon from this, like, little security prison. Yeah, and so the, the entire time this, she's locked up, they're, like, in the heart of the, whatever it's called, the memory control room or whatever. Right. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? We're trying everything, nothing's working, and it starts counting down. It's like, the, the ship will yeah. self-destruct in... <laughs> 30 seconds. Right, so Wyndham is, like, on the shuttle, and he's like, I'm just gonna pilot it myself. Xenon runs into the mainframe, and she's like, listen, 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 I have this disc, it's gonna work, just let me do it. And she's like, I was right all along, this is happening, and all while she's doing this, she's incorrectly guessing the access code, and she just keeps guessing and guessing and guessing yeah, and explaining well, what's and happening. That that's, like, that's why I think she's a bad typer, because, like, I don't know why she's guessing, like, how would she eventually get it? I think she knows what it is, but she just keeps typing She just can't type it. Yeah, I think that's She never took type to, to learn. Yeah, apparently not. They didn't, they got rid of that in 2049. <laughs> and then finally, with one second to spare, she gets the password correct. Yeah, and so everyone's like, oh, maybe we should have fucking listened to Xenon all fucking along. Right, because then Wyndham and Lutz walk in, and Plank is like, um, arrest them, please. Yeah, which I don't really know what happens then, because I know we find out that, um, Wyndham had been lying about his money, that's why he's trying to, like, blow up the ship to, like, get the insurance money from it or whatever, but, like, if he was paying for the ship, how is it gonna stay afloat? Maybe they finally got government funding? Maybe Protozoa's, like... I'll support you. <laughs> That's what Protozoa talks like. He's Australian. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so then everything is fine, everything is great, they get arrested, and we cut immediately to the microbe concert. Oh my god, okay, so this is a note I wrote specifically for you. He looks like Kevin Ray, whenever we saw Walk oh. the Moon, you know, he's wearing those silver leggings. Yeah, Oh. Yeah. So. Kevin, if you're listening, we love you. Yeah, Kevin, you are Kevin. listening, we know. Uh, please come to St. Louis! <laughs> Anyway. He's having a baby. They're not coming to St. Louis for a while. Anyway. Um, so then <laughs> they just finished a song, and Protozoa is like, okay, this next song, uh, my friend Xenon wants to dedicate to her friend Greg, who Xenon has on her FaceTime. He's, like, FaceTiming the concert. Oh, well, yeah, and he, he makes this little announcement of, like, oh, since so she saved literally all of us, right. I'm going to grant Xenon these two wishes. Or right, whatever. he doesn't say what the second wish is yet. Yeah, so he's just like, We're, yeah, this one's for Greg. Right, so then he says, this one's for Greg, and then we go, zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> oh, my God, everyone and knows it. They perform the entire song. Yeah, we get to hear the entire song. It's truly, oh my god, it's so magnificent. It's it really like is. one of the greatest musical scenes in movie history. And even in Lemonade Mouth, we hardly ever see the entire songs that they perform. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, one thing I did notice that he none of them had a microphone or an amp the entire time. <laughs> It's fine. Oh, I did want to pull up the lyrics um, because the song that they're singing is Supernova Girl, which yes. I'm, if you don't know it by now, look it up. Iconic. That used to be my Twitter bio because I'm cool. Okay, so the first lyrics are, stargazing mega fast, you hit me like a cosmic blast, you've given me a technicolor world, <laughs> putting me in overdrive, speed of light, I'm so alive, exclamation point there. Could you be my supernova girl? My star explosion girl? Interplanetary, megastellar, hydrostatic. There's no gravity between us. Oh. Our love is automatic. <laughs> I don't know how you read that without the music. That was good. <laughs> well, I'm real, I don't want people to hear me sing. So. 
Um, and then we obviously go into the chorus, which we all know. Uh, visions of your pretty face send me into hyperspace, caught up in a planetary whirl. Breathing in, you give me air. I'm living off your solar solar flare. Could you be my supernova girl? And then the rest is all repeated. Honestly, it gives um, Faith Hill and Centrifugal Motion a run for her money. It's true. Um, while this is happening, like Elizabeth said, she's dad is dated zapping with Greg, and he's just like slightly smiling. He's not it's even, like, so weird. He's it's not even so happy awkward. About it. It's so stupid. It's like the same smile that he has the whole movie. Yeah, it's really dumb. Um, so then in the middle of the song, they're like, okay, so Xenon's second wish is that she give her contest win to her best friend, Nebula, which I yeah. thought was so sweet. Xenon's nice to her friend. She, and Xenon's like, I literally spent an entire shuttle ride playing poker with them. I'm going to let you go up and dance. Yeah, what a good friend. Right. Yeah. Um, so then um, Nebula gets up on stage, and she's having the time of her fucking life. Um, and Xenon's parents come up and basically tell her she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to... We, Cut over to see Judy and Plank getting cozy in the crowd. <laughs> she blows an awkward kiss to Greg over FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> and um, while Protozoa and Nebula and the whole band are dancing on stage on the last so- Supernova Girl, they all point to Xenon because she's the Supernova yeah, Girl. Yeah, so she's, like, smiling. The camera, like, pans and zooms into Xenon's face, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, I just have, like, zoom out on Space Station, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the end of Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. It was something else. (laughs) Um, What is your favorite quote? I have, like, three. Okay, yeah, I wrote two down. They were, like, right after each other. So one is Lunarius, heart-fluttering flesh. They're talking about microbe, and they're talking... Ew! That's what they say. They're like, yeah. And then uh, it's right after that. (laughs) Leo, I think it is, says, microbe is about as... Thermal as a band from back in 2025. I have that too! Yeah! <laughs> My group, they're about as thermal as some band from 2025. <laughs> what band is that? We haven't gotten there yet. And like, they're thermal. <laughs> they're about as hot as some band. <laughs> okay, so that was my first one um, as well. And then I have another one. It's whenever Greg is telling Margie, like, I don't want to be your boyfriend. Oh, I yeah. never have. Uh-huh. Um, he says... Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. So, whenever Margie is like, that's my boyfriend, Greg goes, swallow the reality pill. Read my flapping lips. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that quote is in another movie sometime. Not, like, exactly, but something about, read my big fat lips or something. <laughs> and then I have a third one. And it's whenever um, Nebula first gets up on stage with Protozoa, and Protozoa says, Take a tambourine and beat it, Nebula! (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to anyone who is offended by our accents. We mean no harm. We're just stupid. (laughs) I'm trying my best. We're just bad at everything. Shrimp on the bobby. Give us your best American accent. (laughs) Americans can't get offended, it's fine. Give us an ope. Ope. We're from the Midwest. (laughs) I yeah. love ranch. Oh. <laughs> Let me just sneak right past you. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, how would you rank this? I would rate this three out of five stars. Really? Yeah. And I put this at number five. 
Really? That's surprising. Yeah, so Wish Upon a Star is above this, Under Wraps is below this. Because I was going to give it a four and a half and put it at number one. Yeah. Well, see, I I love, like, the um, like the nostalgia of it, but whenever I went back and rewatched it, there was just a lot of just, like, I don't know, stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to like the other ones more because I remember the storylines of those a lot better. Because I kept being like, when is that thing going to happen when she paints Margie's nails and then the sock doesn't <laughs> come off? I remember that vividly. And, like... The third one, I remember a lot of. The so. third one was the first one that I saw. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, the only thing I remember about it is some, like, moon goddess. Yeah. But I don't remember anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I remember the other song that Microbe sings. Well, yeah, and I like this one a lot. I mean, maybe, I feel like once we, like, get through a lot of them, I might have to readjust some of the, my positions. But when I was thinking about it, I think that I kind of like Wish Upon a Star better than this. I feel like they were, like, similar, though. So, yeah, that's my ranking. All Next right. week is um, Genius or Can of Worms. I keep forgetting to write it down. I don't know either of those, but oh, that's we'll not see exciting. it. <laughs> so, yeah. Bye. Bye.